I wrote this spoken word piece and I was like, yo, like, you think Frank will do this? She's like, absolutely. Literally had it the next day and I couldn't be more grateful. It's funny, a lot of people uh, ask me, it's like, they're like, how'd you get Idris Elba on, on the record? I'm like, man, it ain't Idris Elba. Hey guys, James Wilson Taylor here for Rock Sound with the latest of our video calls, the brand new album from Travi McCoy is available now. I'm delighted to say he is on the line to tell us all about it. How you doing, man? I'm Gucci, man. How are you? Yeah, Actually, not too uh, it, It's great that we're talking about the album because I literally just woke up <laughs> from, a, from a, one of the best night's sleep ever. <laughs> oh, there you go. How incredibly, incredibly appropriate. Yeah, let's start right mm -hmm. there, man. The album is, of course, Never Slept Better. Um, before we get into everything about the record, now that it's actually out there in front of the people, it's got to be really nice to see what a lovely reaction it's had. You know, your fans have been waiting a minute, obviously, for some new music. It's got to be really, really nice to see that it's actually been received really, really positively. Absolutely. I, I mean, um, I, I tend to stay away from, uh, you know, re like a lot of the reviews you know what i mean like yeah. all that shit but um i really gauge i really gauge uh the reaction by performances you know i've done um a few a few shows here and there and, and just like the reaction to the new material is so crazy you know what i mean and um but i, I can't for i do i do peep the comments on ig and whenever you know i drop a, a single or something you know what i mean and, and the the everybody's been so so receptive to it, you know I mean and like really really into it and I'm like shit like maybe I should go away for another 10 years maybe they'll appreciate me more you know what I'm <laughs> don't you dare don't you no, dare no. we got you back now don't you dare be doing that uh that's something actually I've been asking a lot about is recently when it comes to live show thing is that you know obviously the world stopped for a minute there and a, a lot of bands have been saying you know even the ones that have been touring all the time relentlessly it took them a minute to kind of get back into it when they had that time away. How's that experience been for you getting back to live shows and especially after these last couple of years? Um, I mean, honestly, like, like I've, I've been doing sporadic shit here and there, but, but, uh, I mean, that should definitely put a cap on everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and, and also like, you know, when, when you've toured for so long, you build up, you know what I mean? Like you build up touring muscles and, and you're, you get into this, uh, kind of like autopilot thing and um the last couple shows i've done you know and they've been short just like short and sweet but i'm like damn bro i need to get back into action because 25 minutes feel like two hours now you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's all it takes is three years to get off your shit you know what i'm saying like all it takes yeah it's like a full workout now getting back on the Absolutely. stage man gotta get in plus, there plus you know what i'm saying i just hit 40 and shit but like I'm taking it like a G. Ain't nobody stopping me. I'm doing this shit. I'm be doing this shit till I'm 85, maybe Good 90. Attitude to have right there. Respect that one. Um, well, let's get into this record, man. So tell me a little bit about when this kind of project started live, because I hear that initially you were kind of thinking this would be for Gym Class Heroes, right? And then it kind of evolved uh, yeah, into the I mean, solo project. Well, we weren't thinking. It, it was definitely. It started off as a Gym Class Heroes album. Um, you know, it was a. Uh, I mean, and I, I mean, I guess, I guess in retrospect, uh, you know, things were. Kind, beginning to get a little shaky, you know, like, um, internally, but, you know, not, like, not necessarily internally, but like, you know, we were starting to, starting to doubt, you know, that the, the faith that our label had in us, our management had in us. And, um, so we just wanted to get for, uh, as far away from the machine as possible. So we went to Nashville to work with my man, Jared. And, uh, it, it was like, whoa, like, we don't have to worry about, 
you know, people coming in and saying, you can't say this, or you can't, you know, it, was, it was like, it was like this freedom that I had never felt, you know? Um, but they also, I mean, with that comes, uh, you know, like budgets start getting smaller, you know, like calls stop getting returned, you know what I mean? Text messages come way late and they're very short and, um, it's just the age old story, you know what I mean? And I, I never, never expected it to happen to us, but um, and it eventually, so, so we went down to Nashville and started making demos and, uh, about, I think after our second trip there, things had gotten, I guess, like, I, I don't want to say, I guess, but things had gotten so internally, uh, kind of fucked up that we just decided to like lay gym class the rest. And I had to, I had to bite that one on the head and, and go home with it. And, and it, it fucked me up for a while, you know, I, and I went through a, a, a really heavy bout of depression, you know what I mean? Where I, I, I couldn't get out of bed or I, you know, I'm just be on the couch drooling with a fucking remote control, you know I'm like? And, and uh, I got to give it to my man, Jared, uh, Christine, who, who, who uh, executive produced the album with me. And, um, he was like, bro, you, you just get, you got to get the fuck back down here and, and, and we got to get back in the zone and finish what we started. And I'm like, you goddamn right. You know what I mean? So I, I got my ass on the plane and, and took my ass back down there and, and, and we rode it all the way out, all the way to Valhalla. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I got to say the end product is something I'm, I've never been more proud of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you should be proud of it, man. It's a really, really interesting record. And I guess the, the question as well is that, you know, when you kind of decided, okay, I'm going to move forward with this myself, this is going to be my next solo record. What changed and what developed from there? Did you kind of stick on the same path that you were intending to have for the band anyway? Oh, or no, did you think, oh, no. Okay, so it is a completely different I think, direction. I think, I think uh, during that time, you know, when I had that, 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 that looming cloud over me, I was just like, you know, I, I started looking internally like internally like all right what, what makes me happy and what makes me sad like and and also being detached and I'm and not in a bad way but being detached from gym gym class heroes gave me another freedom you know what I mean like it wasn't a, a democracy anymore you know I, I was like a higher I, like a, 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 a dictatorship I, I would say but but in a good way you know what I mean like I got to say what I wanted to without worrying about what three or four other people have to say about what I have to say if that makes any sense to you you know what I mean and um so I started looking internally, uh, 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 like what was what was bringing me down or, or what was making me happy, and the, and all that shit ended up on the album. You know what I mean? Everything, all those feelings, all those emotions, uh, all those sounds. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of sounds that made me happy that that I made sure Jared uh, tapped into when I went back. And yeah, man, I, like again, I could be prouder, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's like uh, it's like what you mentioned up the top there. You know, we made a reference to that title "Never Slept Better," and you know, I always like asking people about album titles because I do find it interesting why someone picks a phrase to sum up a collection. Mm. But with this, it's almost kind of obvious because we can see even having this conversation, man. It feels like you're in a really, really good place at the minute, and that's oh, really, really positive to see. And clearly, that's what's seeping through the work as well, right? Word up, word up. I mean, um, the title actually comes from a it comes. It's a, it's a it's a, <laughs> whenever I have to explain this title, I, I try to like keep it as short as possible but uh the title actually comes from a, a short story called uh the most dangerous game you get a chance read it it's a really sh really short read but it's basically about um this dude who who's a war criminal and he takes over this island and basically he starts shipwrecking shipwrecking ships and hunting people you know he gives them four days and then him and his four dogs and his, and his he has this big 
this big uh, goonie dude that, that that goes after the people and he usually catches them and then he finds, he meets his match at the end of the book and he tells the guy, I'm giving you four days, I'm coming after your ass and if you, if, if you live past these four days, you can sleep in my bed. You know what I mean? He has this like crazy cottage with this, you know what I mean? Like this, this whatever. And uh, so the dude ends up living and killing the bad guy and the book ends with, uh, the, I, he, I think, I, I, don't quote me here, but I think he's, he says something to the effect of, uh, I've never had a better night's sleep in my life. You know what I mean? And when I read, when I reread that, I was like, holy shit, like, after all this shit I've gone through with, you know, like, like um, you know, disassociating myself with the label and, 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 you know, like hiring new management and, you know, gym class heroes kind of dissipating like Spider-Man and, and Endgame and shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like so much coming at me. I was like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, I I, I, I beat that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I beat the game. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and now I'm laid back kicking it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. For real. <laughs> no, it's good, man. It feels like a real fresh start and a fresh moment. And, and you allude to it there as well with the label stuff and everything. It's really nice to see you on Hopeless, man. That feels like a really, really nice oh, bro. fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like that's a kind of natural progression for you. You know, and, and it, 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 for me, it uh, it's it's rejuvenating in a sense where, like, it, it, it brings me back to those, and I don't want to compare the two, but it brings me back to those Fuel by Ramen days, you know what I'm saying, where it was just like, you know, like, I was young and super hungry, like that never really went away. But um, I guess, you know, between then and now, we kind of got tossed into, into this world that I was unfamiliar with and had had no way of knowing how to navigate through. Um, but being back around people who truly believe in uh, not only the project, but me as an artist, you know what I'm saying? And, and are, are fully back, you know, fully back in what I'm doing. Um, and beyond that, have a lot to lose. So like they're really busting their ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that that just feels good to have um, you know, a team that 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 you really trust and 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 believe in, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's a good feeling. It's a really yeah. good feeling. So shout to hopeless, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, man. Member of that hopeless family. It's cool to see. Um, obviously it's been a minute since the last solo record. And mm -hmm. something that I'm kind of curious about there is, you know, we can see how much changes over time, you know, in both in the world, with yourself, all this kind of stuff. But I always like to know what's kind of stayed the same. Is there anything from making that first solo record, making Lazarus, that that working process kind of stuck with you? Anything you can point to making that record where you thought, actually, yeah, that's something interesting I'm going to carry forward? Um, Honestly, not really. Okay. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just complete change um, then. Absolutely. I feel like um, when I met, I think meeting Jared and, and our, I think uh, the way we work together, we have this kind of unspoken, like, like if he plays the chord, I'll just look at him like, and he'll be like, all right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's this, this really unspoken uh, thing that we have. And it, all, it, it changed my writing process. It changed, uh, you know, and, and we, we, we actually have like this formula and I don't want to give it away, but I'll, I'll give you some, some tidbits. Um, so the way we would start a session, or we started every session, is like the night before I'd be, I'd fall, I'd fall asleep to music, you know what I mean? And um, I'd wake up and before I went to his studio, I'd, I'd listen to some jams and like, hey, check out this song I listened to this morning. And then like, wait a minute. You know, like we had that unspoken shit. It's like, we, maybe, maybe we can go this, maybe we can go here with it. You know what I'm saying? And, and 
that that was something I was new to, you know what I'm saying? And but it, it it's proven it's proven uh tried and true, you know what I'm saying? And that's the way we've we've been working since, you know what I'm saying? Like we we set the day off with on a good note with a dope song and then we create a bunch of dope songs, you know? Nice. What kind of stuff were you listening to? And how, what kind of stuff was uh, was feeding? Oh man, it runs the game and we were listening listening to to Wham, we were listening to uh Pastor Pastor TL Barrett, we were listening to shit <laughs> you you name it we're listening to. we're listening to uh uh um shit simon and garfunkel Hall notes um but all from from all that shit to r.a the rugged man and um it, it, it's i mean if you know me as an artist you know i'm just a, a, a whole hodgepodge of everything and anything i listen to so um and Jared's the same way, you know what I mean? So, and I think it, uh, the album definitely reflects the fact that we were listening to a whole lot of crazy shit, you know what I mean? Well, no, it's good to have such a kind of big mix of stuff in there, big mix of influences. And yeah, I want to mention a couple of the tracks that are on there, of course. One of the more recent singles was Full Monarch, and that seems yeah. to have gone down. Again, we talk about reception, you know, it's it's really seems to have uh, got people's attention, particularly with the video and stuff. It's really kind of cool. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that track in particular and, and how that kind of came together. So I, I basically told Jared, I'm well, well there's a, actually there's a really cute story like about that song in particular. Um, Matt and I had gotten off the tour bus. We, we were on tour with 311 and The Offspring and we had got, gotten off the tour bus and there was a butterfly flapping around on one wing, you know what I mean? And I was like, damn, this is, you know, we tried to like save it and he eventually flew off. But, but after that, something just didn't feel right. Like, and usually, I was looking for uh, our Chicago shows are off the chain. It's like our second home, you know, and uh, just something wasn't feeling right before we went on stage. And from from the from the from the beginning, and the guys will tell you different. They had a great time, but for some reason, I just I just felt like I wasn't something didn't feel right. You know what I mean? And midway through the show, like I feel like my like I had given up. Like not like not given up, but like my like my soul wasn't in it, you know what I'm saying? And and I turned around and a like a monarch butterfly flew right past the stage. And I was like, holy shit. I looked at Matt and he just gave me the biggest smile and pointed his drumstick up at it. And I'm like, I see it, I see it. And I looked at Joseph, cause I had told him the story uh, and he looked at me and he smiled and I was like, all right. And then the rest of the show was fucking phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? And um, that that stuck with me, that stuck with me. And, and um. When I told Jared the story, uh, we started messing around with with the song, and but I told him I was like, I wanna, I kind, I want the hook to be on some some kind of some Earth, Wind, and Fire shit, some shit that people can sing along to and, and vibe to, you know what I mean? And um, I feel I feel like we nailed it, you know what I mean? And, and shout out to, to to Ange and Sudo for for shooting the video and and capturing that that Wes Anderson vibe that I was looking for, and shout out to Ron English for. For giving me the monarch wings at the end, you know what I mean. <laughs> actually, these are where the wings actually came from. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really cool, man. Yeah, you can't throw that in there. That's very, very cool, man. And other thing I wanted to mention on the record as well, you know, when people play that for the first time, that opening kicks in. There's a very familiar voice right there. Tell me about yeah, that. You know who that is? You yeah, yeah. Tell me about how that. You know, have you guys known each other for a long time? How did yeah, you end up so, getting so, them on there? So my my manager Hodge uh, toured them for a long time, and. uh I wrote this spoken word piece and I was like, yo, like, you think Frank will do this shit? He's like, absolutely. 
literally had it the next day and I couldn't be more grateful. It's funny, a lot of people uh, ask me, it's like, they're like, how'd you get Idris Elba on, on the record? I'm like, man, it ain't Idris Elba. It's motherfucking Frankie. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's amazing. I, I think that's the first time Frank has ever been accused of sounding like Idris. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that'll never make that mistake again. I love that, dude. Oh, that's shit. funny, man. A um, couple other things I want to mention before I let you go. You know, I'm um, looking back just a little bit. I don't know if you noticed this, but um, with one of your kind of bigger hits from back in the day, Cupid's Chokehold's now just gone platinum over here in the UK like a few months ago. Oh, back. shit. I know, right? Isn't that cool? Yeah, you got, let's get a disc in there, man. Let's get a disc on that wall. That's um, awesome. But that's, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, you've had so much success in the past with loads of different songs. But what's interesting is the way I feel like every so often that one in particular just comes back around again, doesn't it? It's got a Yo, really enduring appeal, right? With the with with the TikTok shit, you know what I mean. And I think it just goes to show how timeless the song is. You know what I'm saying? And and the crazy part is it is that we wrote the shit in like 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm gonna be honest, we wrote the song in 20 minutes and it, it keeps on creeping its way back. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like um, at the end of the day, I guess to, to, to kind of sum it up, you can't keep a good guy down. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. It's, it sometimes happens, doesn't it? Like the best things come in those little quick bursts of creativity like that. Word up, word up. Yeah, very, very cool. Tell me a little bit about what you remember of, of writing it, though, because also, of course, you know, another great collaboration there with Patrick Stamp. Obviously, we've covered Fallout Boy for years here on Rock Sound and everything. What was that yeah, kind yeah. of uh, that kind of collaboration like for you? So, I mean, we we, we had, us and Fallout Boy were like, you know what I mean? Like sure. forever, you know? And um, we had just... Uh, like I, I had always wanted to venture into to sampling, you know what I mean, with the with the live band and and like incorporating samples into the you know into the mix. So, um, we we sampled Super Tramp's Breakfast in America, and we went through hell trying to get it cleared. And then we're like, fuck it, let's just get Patrick to re-sing it. You know what I mean, and make things a lot easier. And not only that, it'll sound way cooler. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we did. And and Patrick destroyed it. You know what I'm saying? He he crushed it. And uh, also helped us get out of a lot of legal fees. That's a double win. That's an absolute double uh, win. That's right a whole there. dubster. For Absolutely. Sure. Um, I've got to ask you what's next, man, because, you know, it seems like, once again, you're in a really good place. Clearly, the way you've been writing this record works so well for you and that collaboration, that writing partnership and everything's been really, really great. So tell me a little bit about what you are thinking next. Please tell me we're not going to have to wait another decade for another record. No, nah, never that. Um, okay. Never that. I mean, um, you know, like, I think a lot of people think that, you know, since I was gone for so long, I was just kind of just, you know, sitting around my thumb in my ass and, and not, but I was busting my ass writing and working, producing, you know, writing for other people. And um, there's so much shit left over from that didn't make this album that there's definitely another album that'll be coming very, very soon. But right now, the you know, the plan is just to 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 ride this one out and and make sure that everybody has it, you know what I mean, in 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 their uh in their iTunes folder or their, on their Spotify, you know, before I even start thinking about put sequence in the next record. But I mean, I, I I would honestly say we're about a good a good third or or, or halfway into another record already. You know what I'm saying? So man, that's really exciting to hear. In. Yeah, that's really, really exciting to hear, man. And I'm glad to hear you keep him working there. And obviously, we want to see it live, too. So I'm hoping oh, some, sure, at some sure. point over here in the UK, man, we've oh, got to get you over here. Without a doubt. You know I'm coming You know I'm coming across the pond, man. 
I gotta put, I gotta put, all, put your, I gotta, I gotta remind you guys. I gotta remind you guys. It's been too long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta let us know. You gotta let us know over here once again, man. Um, Travi, like I say, congrats on this record, man. It's, it's really exciting to see what you've been doing. I'm glad you know you're back and in a good place and able to work this way. It's, it's really, really positive to see, man. And yeah, like I say, we look forward to seeing you over here. And in the meantime, just take care of yourself till then. All right. Thank you so much, brother. It's been, a, it's been an awesome time, and and you will see me soon. I pinky promise. Good stuff. I got you right there. I got you right there. All right. <laughs> All right Travi McCoy, everybody. Down.